0: The bare bones of journalism come down to one thing, the third estate, to hold power to account. We see it on a daily basis, from political reporters in Westminster to business editors challenging the big CEO. Who are those with power and what are they doing with it? However, for Sheffield's biggest political party, one question has come to the fore for many who follow our city council with a keen eye. In the wake of scandal, the old guard were removed and replaced with fresh faces. Party brought under the watchful eye of the London HQ, around 150 miles away. Resignations from those whose reputations the party were keen to leave behind have offered more fuel for the flames. They say external influence is now greater than they have ever seen, and it makes our job more difficult. Now, we try to find an answer to that question. Who is really in charge of Sheffield Labour? Welcome to the Sheffield Scoop. Welcome to the Sheffield Scoop. This is Harry and this is Alistair. It could be safe to say that Sheffield Labour have had a rather difficult time since the May elections this year, coming off the back of what was already uh, a difficult year prior. Including the damning Lowcock report over the tree scandal and the container park fiasco, Labour had hoped to finally take a council majority.
1: Um But um I mean, other than a few exchange seats, the overall share of ward stayed exactly the same. There was no great show of confidence or or quote unquote winner. Um There weren't any big headlines to speak of, uh, well, until Keir Starmer basically threw a lightning bolt from London and uh, caused Bedlam <laughs> here in Sheffield. Um,
0: uh, the, yeah, yeah the, the the party's national HQ put Sheffield Labour into effective special measures uh, and booted leader Terry Fox, although I think officially he resigned, but the the, the verdict is that he was effectively removed, mm. um, and a number of his closest senior council colleagues to make way for a new, younger look, which eventually turned into Tom Hunt and sweeping changes to the senior councillor positions in the party with younger faces like Minesh Parekh, Ben Miskel, and Fran Belbin receiving promotions of sorts.
1: Uh, this was the start of a uh, seemingly tense couple of months as, as Tom Hunt and co. tried to shake the image of the tree scandal, the uh, difficult legacy of the previous leadership, uh, and this finally boiled over in September over the issue of a travellers site in Crystal Peaks. Uh, at a full council meeting uh, in September, as I say, seven long-time Labour members defied the whip and voted against the local plan over the issue and um in the cascade to follow uh they would leave the party and declare themselves independent Uh, and bear in mind these include some faces that have been with the labor party and have been senior members of the council for the better part of 20 years and they they declared themselves independent and they walked
0: it was um a surprising moment actually i'd have (laughs) to say when we saw the official resignations because we have to remember after the local plan They weren't kicked out of the party, but they had the whip suspended. They defied the whip Mm. in the local plan because Labour didn't have a free vote like the Lib Dems and the Greens. They said Mm. you have to vote for it. And Terry Fox, Brian Lodge, um, Diane Hurst, who we'll also hear from later in the podcast, they decided—seven of them in total—decided we're not going to vote in line with you because this is what our our constituents, our residents, have said, and we don't like it. They had the whip suspended, and we thought that was it for the time being but it wasn't <laughs> mm. i mean like uh, as far as like
1: making making waves i remember reading about it in a private eye and i think it got a bbc um, certainly a bbc sheffield alert in any way um it definitely made some waves. it was one of those more interesting things to come out of it it was uh, a lot of the old old guard i said there it was senior members i've been around for 20 years or so but it was a lot of the older guard i think a great yeah, a deal guy. of speculation was done in the weeks afterwards about whether it was decisions over the the travelers site as they said um or was it possibly to do with london labor arriving in sheffield Mm. (laughs) a bit more recently what in the way these things do you have like some speculation you can say it's column a and column b but how how does that pie chart look that does that's a that's a anachronism of, of, of charts if you've ever heard one excuse me but that there but um would it uh was it more to do with the principle they're saying there about the traveler site or was it more to do with um unhappiness with the senior members of labor um at the very least it also um the arrival of london labor sort of cast a bit of a shadow over the election as to how much influence they had at the time were they already speaking to them before the election had they already um, discussed the special measures with them. Did they keep this to themselves until after the election had concluded? Um, it cast a lot of shadow, and those resignations came at a time where no one quite knew what the people at the council were thinking, frankly. It's um, certainly how I read it anyway.
0: Well, I think based off the way that the official announcements of um, Terry Fox's resignation as council leader in May came about, I don't even think it was announced by him. I don't think that news was announced when Labour were ready. It was leaked to, I believe it was Lucy Ashton at the BB, in BBC who wrote <laughs> that news first. It was leaked. I don't even think um, Labour were ready. I don't think Terry was ready because um, it was announced on the morning of the election results day before we'd actually, I think, had all of the results for the outcomes of the May election. Mm. Um, and we we had already heard, it had already been uh, leaked and reported that Terry Fox um would be needing to leave and i believe our colleague david walsh reported either later that day or in the following days that a lot of the senior labor councillors had been told they wouldn't keep their senior labor jobs in the council um, but they could try to get them back again uh, and they just have to reapply for their jobs and run again is is what we were told Uh, or i say we david walsh our colleague the business editor at the shuffle star was told and he reported um following the election joining us on the scoop we have councillor diane hurst for Richmond from the Sheffield Community Councilors Group and of course uh, Councillor Brian Lodgers well the former Labour lead for finance and a councillor for the Burley Ward. Diane how are you and how have the last couple of months been?
2: <laughs> We're fine thank you Harry. This last couple of months have been fairly hectic but I think we all feel content with the decision that we've made and that brings a lot of opportunities to work with and for our communities, so we're happy. I think with with what we're doing.
1: I guess I also asked you as well, Brian. I mean, um, I mean, in your own words, why why did he resign back then?
3: Uh, well, it was it it was a culmination of things, really. When you look at uh, the issues around the local plan, and being a councillor in the southeast and attending a number of meetings and and involved in discussing things with members of the community in the southeast and living out there and Diane lives out there as well. We're aware of the the issues in in, around the Crystal Peaks, Drake House area with traffic around there. That network is absolutely choked and we've been raising this and we raise this as a reason why this site is identified for travelling show people and light industrial use and we just didn't consider it was appropriate for the traffic that it would generate onto the onto the network that is already uh, capacity in that area so we we made representations we asked about this uh, the 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 labor group leadership didn't seem to be interested in in the arguments we'll put forward there their view was more well we need to do this it's a wider issue across the city we got to do this uh, and ignoring Sort of the the, the concerns and, and the, the the representations made by people in the southeast. We had a separate southeast Lack meeting that we we called uh, that we called. We had to move it to another venue because it was oversubscribed. Uh, it was very well attended by members of the community. Clive Betts was there as MP as well, and and I think all the councillors that were sitting on that that meeting all agreed with the the local community and the issues around the traffic in the area. There were petitions of over 4,000 signatures presented. And this was the first time after the Lowcock report when it talks about engaging with, uh, with the communities and listening to what the communities are talking about. And on this occasion, it was just all brushed aside.
2: The Lowcock report was the report into the trees issues in Sheffield. It talked about listening to the community, actually hearing what they were saying. And engaging. And engaging. And this was the first big test, the local plan. The community in the southeast had, had very clearly said, this isn't an appropriate site. It isn't an appropriate site because I think in 2010, when the draft local plan was, was issued, and we don't argue with the fact that we need a local plan, an active current one, we do. But designating this site, which suddenly appeared, it was about 8th on the list, and all of a sudden it was the site for travelling show people and light industry. Mm. When Mm. it was taken out for housing in the 2010 plan because of uh, pylons overhead, gas pipes underneath, and the very dangerous exit onto a busy road at a roundabout. Well, if you can't use a site for... Brick-built housing, why would you invite traveling show people to stay there? It, you still have the same issues, and it, it just didn't seem that anyone was listening. The drive to, to push the plan through into consultation was such that they weren't bothering listening to the community. And as we, as, as Brian said, this was the first big test after Lowcock had come out, and... It, <laughs> A local plan is going to influence development over, over the next decade. You have to mm. listen when it impacts on people's lives.
1: It, we you took the decision to keep not 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 take one more turn, but to learn you, I guess there were stomachs at the time saying to learn lessons and that we were going to stay on, but following the local report and saying we will stay on and we will make this better. This came up and you felt that you're saying that you felt that it that lessons weren't being learned and they were again, brushing people's thoughts aside. And it led to seven, seven people voting against yeah. it. Is that what you're saying?
2: There are eight of us now. Another Labour yeah. group sorry. member. I beg
1: your pardon, sorry.
2: He resigned <laughs> and drained us. Um, I, that, that's there to put it boldly. I mean, we did ask for a free vote. The Lib Dems had a free vote, no whip applied. Mm. So that we could, we had been instructed Half of Richmond Ward is in the South East. The Southeast constituency um, instructed the members, if that site was named, to vote against the plan. So the people that vote for us had given us a very, very clear instruction: if this site's here, vote against it. And mm. because of that, we asked for a free vote. We weren't given that free vote, and we were instructed that we had to vote for the plan. We couldn't. It was either vote against the whip and be suspended, or not listen to a direct instruction from the people that voted for us. We,
3: you know, in 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 fairness to 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 Tom and the rest of the Labour group, we we made our position quite clear, and they came out and said, "Well, you can abstain on the vote." Well. You know, when it was quite clear that the communities that we, we represent uh, and, and electors and they were making all these comments about how it, it was inappropriate and the traffic problems and there was, you know, it was all going to be, well, throughout the, over the years, planning for all the supermarkets and retail parks, and everything, incremental buildup of traffic, it'll get dealt with, it'll get dealt with. Well, this was the final straw for the community. We made our position clear. And they said, well, you can abstain. But abstaining is not listening to the community. Abstaining is is, is just, you know, not taking any responsibility. It's almost what for. And in that position, you know, we, we explained our, our situation. We explained how we felt about it. We asked for a free vote. And again, in fairness to Tom, I had a long conversation with Tom on the phone. We spoke about it. He asked me to consider. And I explained why I couldn't... I couldn't support it, and and I couldn't abstain on it, and I would be voting against. Uh, the, the, the irony of things is we vote against and get suspended, and then nobody talks to us at all. Nobody at all. For four weeks, nobody wow. from the Labour Party, after we were suspended for voting against the whip. MPs vote against the whip. Nothing happens.
0: That's quite interesting in, in itself, and, and something that I think um, you may have expected us to, to, to kind of touch on here, but I think it kind of leads into nicely here is... Is is either the, uh, in, a, in, a, in a meeting the, the day that um, the original seven of you has announced you had resigned, um, or, or maybe in the following days afterwards, Shafak Mohammed obviously made a, a motion in council about, mm. well, he called it bullying, um, bullying and harassment in the lead up to the local plan vote that, that you guys, and he didn't name names, but he said you guys specifically had been subjected to in order to try and get you on side for the local plan. Is there any truth to that? none of us
2: that that didn't come from any of us because you have to understand one of our members ha, was previously a member of the labor party for 41 years you, you've been a member of, yeah. of labor parties yeah, many years was a
3: last <laughs> <No>. but
2: <laughs> no, we well, not quite as long as that but we're all long-serving hard-working loyal members of the labor party who take our responsibilities seriously Or we were, but it did appear to be quite clear that when we received our letter of administrative suspension, um, we were told that we had to clear our desks, we couldn't come into Labour group meetings, and yet we would be expected to contribute the levy levy (laughs) to the Labour party, and we would be expected to continue to vote with the whip. And someone would be in touch with us at some point in the future to tell us what the process was going to be. And 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 the thing is, for me, after a month, people's lockers had been broken into and their effects removed. Um, no one from the leadership team um, had been um, had been in touch. We hadn't had any letters from London from telling us what the process was going to be. And we were so, we took the decision, we met on the Monday night before the following full council and said, well, what are we going to do? And we were all so unhappy, the seven of us at that time, that we said, well, there is nothing we can do. We took the decision to resign at that point and met again the following night to check that we all felt the same and put the statements in
0: just to confirm then you're saying was it you know lockers that belonged to yourselves had been effectively so, some, of our co-
3: some of our colleagues had lockers here in the town hall that were opened and their their things that were inside the lockers were taken out uh, another colleague another colleague had all the items on the desk just packed up put in a box and left on the floor
0: can I just confirm that you mean members of the Sheffield community, Council's community group? Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, are we saying who by? We don't, don't So that they were, they were, they were, were open. <laughs>
3: uh, things if the if the desk was in if the desk was in the labour group room. If the lockers were in the labour group room, it were only be accessible. Now I, you know, I don't know who did it. Uh, I, I'm just relying on on two two of our colleagues in the Sheffield community councillors who said their lockers yeah. were opened, their possessions were taken out, uh, and boxed up for them. To, to what oh. end, do you think? Draw your own we,
2: conclusions. We can't, we can't, we can't second-guess someone else's God. actions, can we? Yeah.
0: Was, was this before you guys had officially resigned from Labour as well, was this during the whip suspension?
3: This, this was during, yes. the, this was during the, the period that we were suspended, you know, and the, the email that we got, the letter that came through email from the Labour Party uh, nationally that said it was an administrative suspension, laid out what we couldn't do, uh, and then they said they'd be in touch. Well, four weeks on, nobody, four weeks after we were suspended, nobody from the Labour Group in Sheffield, nor the party nationally, had approached us in any way, shape or form. Nobody had contacted us to explain what was going to happen. Nobody had asked us for any, any comments nobody had laid out what form an investigation was going to take place and as diane said we were expected to toe the line stay voting with the whip uh coming up to a council meeting when we've not been even been involved in discussions around what was going to be proposed at the meeting and how can you vote for something you you don't know anything about
2: so it it was quite clear it was it was quite clear I, i don't know this is the first time also we weren't allowed to talk about the fact that we were suspended or represent ourselves as labour councillors so there were rumours going around the community and and you're hearing this for the first time and we tried to be rational in the way that we've presented the actions but it was quite clear that we weren't valued members of labour group and um, we weren't going to be allowed to make any meaningful contribution
1: This happened as a result of Sheffield Labour being put uh, into special measures by central Labour. It came following the local report to do with the tree scandal, deeply unpopular. It came around the same time as the shipping park container, the one in Fargate. Um, where That led to, well, we're doing this to make way for the Fargate plan, which is currently um, ballooning. (laughs) Ballooning because of uh, inflation and other factors, if the budget for it is ballooning. We say where you were supported, and that we were we were still supported, as it were. But they we were mired in some really, really deeply divisive problems at the time. That you, you, the premiership of you, your party would have would have been in charge of for the better part of a decade or so. I
3: think it, I think one of the things you have to remember is there is a committee system in operation in Sheffield. So decisions around the container park were taken through the committee system. Decisions around Fargate were taken through the committee system. Uh, you know this is one of the things that mm. the 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 referendum that came for you know to to move to a it's committee system from our it's our city was there to that that wanted to engage more councillors in more decision making so committees were involved in some of these decision makings uh, in these decisions that were taken and some of the some of the issues that are still continuing out there now you know the committees are are managing the committees are dealing with
0: in losing um uh, uh, now eight councillors with with a combined you know numerous decades of of experience Careful. thank you um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but, uh, 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 but but what i meant by that is kind of the the commitment that you guys have given to labour and to the sheffield labour party and and that must the last i guess year and e- even less than that the last six months must have been quite difficult can you talk us through well, um your emotions that you felt I think I think one of the things, just, just to be clear here, there are
3: 84 councillors in Sheffield on the City Council. Mm. No one comes on to do a bad job. All 84, regardless oh, of parties, regardless of, of, of the way they look at things, everybody comes on to want to do the best for the city, to develop things mm. for the city, for the communities that we represent, and for the citizens. That's what we all want to do. We may have slight yeah. differences of opinion about how we go about it, about the direction we take, or, or you know in the way that we will allocate funding to things but we all want to do the best for the city and you know yeah. I'm, I'm speaking for myself but with with my colleagues in the sheffield community Councils group we still want to do that and we feel of we course, have so. got experience and we want to support people we wanted to support colleagues that were doing other things you know it, it's there is there is Succession planning, if you like, that you need to look at and go through. I'd already around announced three years previously I wasn't standing again. You know, other councillors are not standing again. You need to look at that. I came on the council 20 or about 21 years ago, uh, and I looked at people that were there, and you know, that that changed. And those people stepped down from positions of, of responsibility, and others went on. I became a cabinet assistant, became a cabinet member at different times, and other people do. That's what happens. We were happy enough to do that and support people going forward. The position was that when it when push came to shove on something that was quite a controversial thing out in, in a particular area that raised a lot of contacts from members of the community, it just seemed to be pushed aside and we were not interested. We go out to consult, we go to consultation, then we ignore it. And and you know, you can't do that.
2: So we go back full circle. One of the first things we said was, it was the first test since the Lowcock report, yeah. and we felt that Labour were failing it, and we couldn't get that point across, cool. and it left us with very few options.
1: Uh, what about Sheffield Labour now? Could you not stand by anymore? Um, we'll say since May, but what about right now? Is something you couldn't stand by, I suppose, in your own words?
3: There were a number of issues that, that came out from May, where uh, Labour group had always had a process, an agreed process, for selecting a leader, a deputy leader, uh, for positions of responsibility that were then put forward, and as a group we would vote on these. Uh, our ability to have an AGM, we were not allowed the, AG, the annual, general meeting of Labour group, that we were told by the Campaign Improvement Board that we couldn't do that. If anybody wanted to go for any positions of responsibility, they had to be interviewed and apply through this campaign improvement board. Uh, so, you know, it was, a, it was a sanitized list that came forward. We were faced with an option yeah. of, and, and there were, and, and not, not any of it, the eight of us, but there were other people who were talking and saying, we should have had the right to, to nominate whoever we wanted for leader and it's normally done from the floor in the meeting of the agm people are no nominated for leader nominated for deputy leader nominated for secretary nominated for chair of group nominated for chief whip we had a sanitized list presented where there were two options for okay. leader there was no option for deputy leaders there were no option for secretary no option for treasurer no option for the whip you know th- this this was the start of things where people and I'm saying not just the eight of us. There were many more that were concerned about this. Uh, that said, the, you know, the the democratic process of the Labour Group had been, had been suspended really. And from that that point on, it just became very difficult to to understand where decisions were being taken, where the driving force and, and you know for for setting the policy and setting the agenda for Labour Group was coming from.
0: We've kind of alluded to it here it's something that the the Greens in Sheffield and the Lib Dems have done as well and I'm wondering if you guys would be so bold in a sense to maybe let us know in in a word or in brief who you actually think is in charge of Sheffield Labour is it London or is it the senior team here in Sheffield I think it's
2: London
0: I, I think
3: it, it's, I, 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 it's
0: influ- I think it's influenced I think it's
3: influenced uh you know more so I, than previously I'll, I'll give them credit that I'm I'm sure they are doing what they think is the right thing to do, but I think, but I think they are influenced through this campaign improvement board
2: very heavily. They're Uh, they're looking forward so much to a general election they're forgetting about the here and now.
3: It's all it's all focused on a general election.
1: Well, then, logical logical extreme, I suppose. Um, uh, As 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 uh, almost. All all polls say it's going to happen. All polls say that it's going to happen and it's going to be a decimation and they will sweep. Then with this being the potential future, do you think Keir Starmer would make a good future PM?
3: Well, based on some of his comments that he's made over the weekend uh, regarding (laughs) praising Margaret Thatcher, when you look at at the impact her policies had on Sheffield and South Yorkshire, you know, 50,000 steel jobs gone, coal industry wiped out, the legacy on, on public transport, I don't think he sort of resonates with the public in South Yorkshire and, and I suspect in many, many more places across the country.
2: Absolutely. There are still places, there are still communities that are divided yeah. um, because of the minor strike, mm. And you can't underestimate that. You can't.
1: Under- no, that, that's that that, that, that's saying you think he's unpopular. Do you think he'll be a good PM? There's what whether he's popular or not, he is kind of at the, the front of the ship now to take the throne. But do you think he'd be a good PM? Uh,
3: to me, the jury's out. I'm not. I'm not sure because he seems to be having a few conflicts with with his own front bench and and within members. You know, you, you saw the vote in Parliament where a number of people voted against the whip. Suspended, did, you know, yeah. some of those were, but uh, so you know, there, there seems to be a few disagreements. Perhaps is too strong a word, but I think there's some clashes with with some of his front bench, uh, and you know, you, you require you require a working relationship with people with different opinions, different views. If he can manage that and do that, then you know that that's down to him. But I think time will tell.
2: He's got to. He's got to take everybody with him going forwards, and that doesn't seem like something that um, he understands at this moment in time.
3: In too many places in the country, there seems to be a bit of conflict with labour-run councils, labour groups, labour constituencies. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's supposed to be a collegiate party, bringing everybody together, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel that way in in some areas at the moment
0: mm. understood and i guess we can we can kind of wrap it up um with this one and and something hopefully that um i know i, I completely understand that obviously uh, uh brian you you don't intend to, to stand for re-election diane i don't i don't remember i may be incorrect i don't remember uh, uh such a statement coming from um yourself but in, in over the next few months and until until you either go for re election or until until you officially step down off the council, what are you guys hoping to um achieve and, and complete as 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 um I guess independent councillors or councillors within the um Sheffield Councillors Community Group?
2: Well I'm going nowhere until May twenty twenty-seven. Um I've yeah. got a good long time to make up my mind um whether or not Sheffield Community Councilors group on the council um, whether that evolves into Sheffield Community Councils, an independent political party and whether I stand as a candidate for them, that's something for the future. But we will work with our communities and we will represent them to the best of our ability and we will yeah. fight for their everyday um, issues and concerns and we will try to get the policies through that we feel will serve them best.
3: Yeah, I think, that, I think that's right. You know, there are, we've been in the position, we've always, always uh, worked around collective responsibility when we've had a discussion and a debate about something. So, you know, the situation over 20 odd years in Labour Group, we don't always agree, but we'll have a debate, a discussion, we'll take a vote, and we all agree with collective responsibility in, in that respect there. Uh we're in a situation now where there are some things, and you know, there's been there's been issues that, that I've fronted as a as a cabinet member in the past. That it's been the position of Labour Group, the policy of Labour Group. I've not always it's not always been my own personal view, but I've gone with collective responsibility. We're now in a position where we can make that decision based on what we think is right for our communities, uh, and we can argue the case in a wider arena uh in the council chamber if that's where we feel it's it's more appropriate uh to to raise some of these concerns but you know as diane says we're all committed as local councillors. we all want to see the best for our our communities and we'll continue to work constructively with with anyone that's in there if there are policies that are put forward if there are proposals put forward from from any party that we agree with yeah then we'll, you know, we'll look to support those. We haven't changed our values. Our values are still the same, and we'll still continue to work towards those and support our communities to that end.
0: Um, well, thank you both for joining us on on the Sheffield It's been, It's been excellent to finally speak with you, um, and to and to get something sorted. And yeah, thank you, thank you so much for your time. And, and
2: thank you for your time. Good yeah. speaking to you.
1: Okay. Love speaking to you.
0: Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Alistair. Bye. Bye. thanks again to both diane and brian for joining us on the scoop um it was a yeah oof is absolutely right it was an interesting (laughs) interview um a lot of things Uh, we're hearing for the first time what was maybe that number one thing um, um, that caught your ears alistair there's like um the back and forth of it when we were asking them
1: sort of what's the identity of the labor party and, and brian might bring up a an annual general meeting, which was not the poetry I was looking for, but on a on a certain level, it was talking about the democratic proceeds that aren't aren't working. That you can't let the people they wanted, and the machinery wasn't quite working in the background. I mean, yeah, it's an annual meeting. It wasn't the um, a damning indictment. Maybe I would like to hear from that one, but it is very insightful. But we, we you'd have to ask me. It's the same for you. I think we both just sort of sat right. forward in our chairs from different living rooms. I was in the office. You were in the living room. We were recording sat forward on camera when they claim Yeah I barely even want to put it into words um insinuated that even before they had officially left or resigned that their their, their lockers have been broken into.
0: Yeah, desks um, have been cleared in the labour room and town hall.
1: Yeah that's what that's um,
0: what I think Brian said.
1: We 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 come off of the back of Shafak Mohammed, you Mohammed know, standing in, in in council and saying um, on behalf of these colleagues I would say that I've heard these uh, shocking allegations of bullying uh, towards towards people he had known for years, these are people he would have worked with, alongside with opposite from, who knows um, for for decades and he stood in council to say I've heard reports of these people being bullied and intimidated over the local plan and for Brian and Diane to come here today and say our desks were cleared and our lockers were broken into and emptied um God, i don't even know how to put it into words it's just like well well let's, it let's forward. it's just so if it says uh, yeah carry on
0: if, if i'm if i may i'll hone in on that, that kind of bullying thing that shafak mohammed mentioned obviously we put that to both of them in the interview and um i think the key thing for me the key takeaway when you analyze an interview like that is the read between the lines stuff and and when we said is there any truth to what Shafak Mohammed said obviously Shafat Mohamed for anyone who doesn't know is the leader of the Sheffield Lib Dems on the council the the second biggest party the main opposition to Sheffield Labour um mm-hmm. but we said is there any truth to it and obviously you guys will have heard the response was it didn't come from us from Diane it wasn't a no it wasn't a yes but it also wasn't a no um and yeah. i think that's that's quite important in terms of the, the the precedent and the ramifications we can see from allegations of bullying in politics we've seen the problems it has caused um the tories in westminster dominic Raab, Pretty patel for example are just two of the bigger name um cabinet ministers to have issues with bullying Bullying's a big problem and it's a big accusation to throw around in politics but let's let's you know i think whilst both of Diane and Brian stopped short of really giving us any examples of something that I would say is absolutely a bullying example um, and Tom Hunt actually in response it will be worth mentioning in response to Shafak Muhammad in that council meeting said he wasn't aware of any bullying um, and if it was he'd urge anyone to come speak to him and he would deal with it promptly basically Labour are not aware of anything like that um mm-hmm. But Diane and Brian did kind of both say that there was a lot of pressure from Labour and the the whips there to toe the party line, as you've said, because Mm -hmm. Labour opted for, well, to crack the whip, essentially. They didn't have a free Mm -hmm. vote like the Lib Dems and the Greens. Um, And so effectively, it was if you disagree, if you vote the other way, you'll be in trouble um was was kind of essentially what that means and they were saying there's a lot of pressure there whether that constitutes bullying or not um we we don't know and it's not been confirmed by diane and brian they didn't say it was um but they didn't say it wasn't
1: mm. um it's at these moments you do need to then go to uh the officers that have been spoken about for a comment uh using a bit of magic crew we've already managed to put that to labour and uh, we did. Yeah, ask, them, we did. ask them for the ask them for their statement because it's quite a serious thing to say. We've not heard it talked about anywhere else. Um, Harry, would you like to uh, would you like to do the honours?
0: Of course, yeah, I absolutely can. Um, well, one more time, response... what was the
1: nature? Of, what, yeah, what was the nature of the? Uh, what was the nature of what we put to them? Just to be
0: sure? well, we we put forward to Sheffield Labour, um, obviously in the context of we wanted a senior Labour councillor, whether it's Tom Hunt, uh, Fran Bellman or Ben Miskell, the, the leader or the deputy leaders of the Labour group to come onto the Sheffield Scoop, respond to some of the things that Diane and Brian said. We gave them two weeks notice to get somebody senior in the <laughs> Sheffield Labour group um, onto the podcast. That wasn't done. So we had to resort to, um, can you send us a written comment and we'll read it out for you. So this is what this is what they said. We put to them these um, references in, uh, to, to um, Labour, the national Labour being um, what, what Diane and Brian said was heavily influencing Sheffield Labour, more so than either of them had ever experienced. They were obviously both very experienced councillors, uh, and it not being Tom Hunt and co. in charge. Um, the allegations of lockers being broken into without permission, belongings being removed and boxed up and put on the floor for them, and of course um, Councillor Lodge's statement that democratic processes had been suspended because rather than having a free vote to decide who's going to be the leader and all these other roles, they were given just two options for Labour leader and they had to choose from there. That's what we put Sheffield Labour and this is what we got back. Sheffield Council leader Tom Hunt said, Sheffield Labour is under new leadership. A strong, competent new Labour team with a plan to build a better Sheffield. We are delivering an ambitious vision for the city, putting the people of Sheffield first. We are focused on getting new homes built, bringing in new investment, improving our public transport and making sure we put cash in people's pockets to help with the Tory cost of living crisis. It is disappointing to see former members unsupportive of this. An interesting one, certainly an interesting one. A lot of new things from diane and brian during our chat we thank them once again very much for joining us and for sparing us the time as we mentioned that was actually uh, attempt number three to record that. <laughs> um, the first one there was poor internet connection we had to abandon the second one um we couldn't even get onto the recording uh platform that we have um uh, just because of some sort of tech issues uh, and oh, so this is the third attempt and we finally got it done and we're very grateful that they had the patience with us to to, to give us that time, of <laughs> course. And well, we we will wrap up there then. Thank you so much for listening to the Sheffield Scoop. We are back. I will reference actually the long break between this episode and last episode. We are back finally <laughs> um, with, a, with, a, with a third episode, probably the last one until the new year now, to be honest. So we yeah, came back did. before Christmas, but we won't be back until afterwards now. Um, for, for what was a very interesting episode, it sounds like if you ask some people who are in the know that London may be in a dec- a fairly influential position in Sheffield, but uh, we'll have to wait and see until after the general election, which was the reason that Diane and Brian believed that they may be so influential in Sheffield at the moment and see if that changes um, but for now, thank you very much for listening to The Sheffield Scoop um, as always, I've been Harry, I've been joined by Alistair Ulk and we will see you next time
1: Love too. thank you very much then everyone